Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. First reading is from the third chapter of Malachi. Look, I am sending my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you look for so eagerly, is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to stand and face him when he appears? For he will be like a blazing fire that refines metal, or a strong soap that bleaches clothes. He will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver, so that they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. Then once more the Lord will accept the offerings brought to him by the people of Judah and Jerusalem, as he did in the past. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from the letter to the Philippians. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. Here ends the reading. Our Holy Gospel for this morning comes from Luke, the third chapter. It was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor. Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea, Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was ruler over Iturea and Trachonitis. Licinius was ruler over Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests. At this time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that the people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The valleys will be filled and the mountains and hills made level. The curves will be straightened and the rough places made smooth. And then all people will see the salvation sent from God. 
Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. Recently, I was driving on I-75 north from downtown Cincinnati to my house in Sharonville. And partway home, I white-knuckled my way through that long stretch of construction. You know that place where there's supposed to be three lanes for traffic, but with the concrete barriers on either side, that is really quite questionable. Well, anyway, as I drove through that mess, it occurred to me that for the whole time I've lived in Cincinnati, four and one-half years, I-75 has been under construction. (laughs) Of course, now with the construction also on I-71, we have the joy of orange barrels on both sides of town. Well, perhaps there is no better place to live than Cincinnati to be able to appreciate our gospel lesson today, which also talks about a road construction project of sorts. The project is announced not by the Ohio Department of Transportation, but by John the Baptist. Isaiah described John as the one to prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked will be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth. Kind of sounds like I-75. Actually, if Luke had quoted the entire passage from Isaiah, he would have included, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now, I'm not sure if they used orange barrels and concrete barriers in ancient times, but there were considerable road construction projects, so the image would not have been lost on John's listeners. Of course, John isn't talking about a literal road construction project here. He's talking about preparing the way for the coming of Jesus into the world and, more importantly, into our lives. Now, real road construction projects, of course, require lots of resources and physical labor. Preparing the road John is talking about requires lots of spiritual resources and labors of love. The road construction project, John says, begins with repentance, which literally means to turn around, to change direction, to turn our lives back towards God. Repentance isn't a word that we use a lot, so maybe another image related to road construction will help us understand John the Baptist's call. Now, one of the reasons we need to have our roads worked on is because of potholes, right? Potholes are not the friend of the front end of automobiles. And if you run over enough potholes, eventually you're going to have to have the tires of your car realigned. Well, maybe we could think of repentance as the call to have our lives realigned toward God. Because sometimes our lives, like tires, can get out of whack. And we start veering off the road that would lead us toward God. Advent is a season that calls us to repentance and realignment, to re-examine our priorities, to see if our devotion to God is 
keeping us on track. Advent calls us to be aware of potholes and rough patches and hills and valleys that get in the way of God having access to our lives. Of course, this call to repentance and realignment couldn't come at a worse time, right? I mean, Advent is the busiest time of the year for many of us. We are busy getting ready for Christmas. Who has time to think about God and Jesus? No, wait. Maybe this is the perfect time for us to hear John the Baptist's voice crying out in the wilderness because our lives have gotten out of whack. It's time to turn around, to change direction, to tend to that road that leads to God. Our nation was saddened a little over a week ago with the death of former President George H.W. Bush. It was reported in the New York Times that the last conversation he had was with his son, the former president, George W. Bush. In that conversation, the younger Bush told his father that he had been a wonderful dad and that he loved him. To which the elder Bush responded, I love you too. I love you too would be the last words that the elder Bush would speak in his earthly life. Well, later in the week, I read an article written by leadership guru Dan Rockwell where he reflected on that last conversation between the two former presidents. Rockwell noted that the younger Bush did not say to his father, you were a wonderful president. He said, you were a wonderful dad. And Rockwell rightly pointed out, when life nears its end, you get clear about what matters. At the end, what really mattered was not all of the accomplishments and considerable impact those two men had made. What ultimately mattered between them was the love exchanged between a father and a son. Advent invites us to get clear about what really matters. And that will take some repentance, some realignment, some road construction as we prepare a way for Christ to come deep into our hearts. Now, realigning our lives to be straight and true with God can take many forms, but maybe just for today, let's take a page from the book of the Bush's life story and simply choose to realign towards love and to love each other and to express that love. To love our family, yes, but to love others too, friends and neighbors and even strangers. Because after all, God is love. Many of you realigned towards love as you made time in recent days to purchase gifts not only for your family but also for a stranger because of our Christmas gift program. Now you will most likely never meet the person who will receive your gift. 
but the hope is that the recipients of your gift will know that someone somewhere cares about them, and more importantly, that God cares about them. Now, maybe your simple gesture of kindness will smooth out a rough patch of road for them, or maybe open your road of life to an even wider patch of God-inspired generosity. In this season, many of us will send Christmas cards to friends far and near. Well, what if this year, as you realign towards love, you send a card to someone with whom your relationship is strained or even broken? I mean, what if you realigned toward love and used this season to be reconciled to that person, to make an effort to fill in the pothole between you? Or what if you included on your Christmas card list someone who is grieving the recent loss of a loved one, and in your greeting you included a story about how their loved one touched your life? Might that not help fill in the valley of grief that they are in and maybe realign your life to a deeper compassion? Realignment towards love could mean Inviting someone to a holiday gathering who maybe doesn't receive very many invitations. How might you welcome them as you would welcome Christ? Maybe that realignment toward a deeper hospitality would be as much a blessing to you as to them. You see, the ways to prepare the road, to realign towards love, are as varied as we are. We must each listen for the voice crying in the wilderness of our lives. Listen for where we are being called to love. Now, to be honest, I don't know which will happen first. If the road construction on I-75 will be completed or that Jesus will return. Road construction takes a long time, both on our highways and in our lives. But how might you heed the call to repentance this season and turn your life back to realign towards God and love? I mean, it's a work that will never be completed. Life is a continual turning back to God, a turning that allows God to reveal to us where our potholes are and the rough patches and the crooked spots, where we need to be realigned. There's one thing I know know for sure, though, that no matter how many orange barrels there are in our lives, God does come. God makes a way over hills and through the valleys. God will wind around the crooked places and manage through the rough spots, and God does come to us. And when God comes, God will not talk of our accomplishments or even of the impact that we have made And God will not even talk about the places where we failed. When God comes, God will tell us simply that we have been a wonderful son or a wonderful daughter. And God will come to tell us, I love you.
Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.